Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Herdat Sports. We welcome in uh, Husker standout and coach over at Scott, Matt Verzel, pizza man going on. Verz, how's your week? Uh, what'd you do during the bye? You know, Schmitty, it wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad. We had you know plenty of stuff new. There's those that are in restaurant, no catering goes in waves. We had a bunch of catering and got some stuff fixed that needed fixed and got some prep work done for the high school football season and away we go. I love it. So I was talking with uh, my friend Mitch Sherman. It sounds like uh, there's a pepperoni pizza with a Sherman last name, correct? There is. There is. I, uh, I had I made a bet with Junior Sherman because <laughs> they were feeling pretty confident about a football game that we won't mention. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't think that's going to go your way, little man. And he was very steadfast in it. If Dad wasn't been there, I probably would have got a little bit better odds, but he kept but he kept asking for, for less and less, so we, we settled and we made the bet. Well, you're a, you're a man of your word. I love it, uh, Verz. And, hey, so how are you betting this second half of the season with Nebraska? I'm, I'm interested to kind of get your gauge on the first half, and I really enjoyed Coach Rule's presser yesterday and in today's session with the players. I mean, they are, they are zeroed in at least – verbally uh, right now with the the one game one day at a time thing uh, fans and media we can uh, kind of fast forward a little bit and play the numbers game as you have an outlook here uh, what do you think so far and what do you think uh, before that finish line well I, when the season started it's it was a thing that I everybody gets these these grandiose visions, right? They, they want, you know, CFP and conference championships and all that stuff. And I said, let's, let's back her down here a little bit, okay? Let's just look at this as two full football seasons. Okay, so if you can get to three and three in your first half, you can get to three and three in your second half, you've earned the right for 15 more practices, a bowl game that Nebraska fan will spend more money at than, than any bowl has ever seen in its life. They will sell more gear. They will drink more beer. They will, you know, I have early predictions it's Vegas. There will be many a fortune lost in Vegas that day. <laughs> but just get to that point because now your, your brand is going to be different than sitting at home watching everybody play, okay? So you've made it through the first half. Did it go the way everybody thought? No, probably not. Did you have opportunity to make it a lot easier on yourself? Yes. Okay? 
you, you learned at Minnesota that, that your errors are still lingering. You learned at Colorado that you kind of got caught in the moment and then depth may be the problem. You handled the two in the middle that you needed to. Michigan, you're just straight up not in that caliber yet. Your, your goal is to get there. And everybody seems to forget that, that Harbaugh, after year four, the Michigan fan base wanted him fired. They wanted him gone on to the next one. And now that's going pretty good for them. And then Illinois, a little bit of a disappointment. I thought it would be a better team. So you survived that. You got to three and three. Was it pretty? Not at all. Not even remotely. But you're there. You found a way. So all those things you used to be able to not do, which was find a way to win a game, now you're doing that. So now you get into the back half. Northwestern, not exactly a world beater. Purdue, not a world beater. Michigan State, complete, who, who knows what, what's going on there. Maryland, just got beat by the only team you beat. Transverse property does not work in football, but hey, it is what it is. Wisconsin, that spread, run and gun offense really isn't taking hold. And then Iowa. So, so on your back half of your schedule, nothing in that is impossible. I thought Rule had a brilliant line. We can beat everybody on our schedule remaining, but they can also beat us. So you just got to go out and perform now, and guys got to step up. The next big line for me is the Michigan State game. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Michigan State game. Because at that point in time, now you're into the red shirt freshman, you can play four games rule mm-hmm. and a bowl, okay? So, so you go play Northwestern, you go play Purdue. Now you can, you can almost have a recruiting session inside of your, re- your recruiting session because you can play a lot of these young kids. And you might find some of them go in and are better than what you've been starting. And then they get to play more. So it's, it's, it's an awesome opportunity for Nebraska. Is it pretty? No. Should we expect it to be pretty? No. But should we expect it to continue to just slowly kind of chug along and progress? Yes. Matt Verzel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio at Verse 51. You can watch him tonight along with Mike Babcock on Big Red Wrap-Up. Excited to watch tonight and see the fellas and you guys talk some Big Red Ball. Is there a sense of satisfaction as a coach or even a player if it is gutted out, you grind it out, versus that, that aesthetic beauty, the, the gritty v. pretty that we've heard Will Bolt talk about on the football field. Uh, I think there's a mindset shifting, not from the fans per se, but just the coach is like, dude, you got to find a way to win. That's, that's what's ultimate. You as a coach and as a player, that's all you want's the dub. But uh, from, from your vantage point, do you appreciate the grittiness? The, the beauty of athletics in, in an era gone by was just the W, okay? Did we get a W or did we get an L? And somewhere along the line, we, we've gone astray. We need to, It's, it's got to be by so many points. Does it have to do with gambling? I don't know, probably. <laughs> but if you don't want to bet on a line, then just bet the money line, you're fine. But... When you get back to just the win being the thing, here's the only question you need to ask after a game, and I, and I love the players to do this when, when they get in and media talking to them, like, oh, well, it was this, that, the other, but it was, you know, this didn't work and that didn't work. Dead, dead look that report in the face and say, we won. We won the game. That is all that matters to me. That's, that's when you know you're cooking with peanut oil, right? You're doing, you're doing things 
in a great manner. I, I don't care if they outgame. Everybody laughs at, at Iowa. They got 500 yards in punt, and they got 250 yards in offense, whatever it is. They won. They, they went to Camp Randall and won for the first time in a long time. You give me wins, they can be by a point. They can be by 50 points. That's a win, okay? And Nebraska desperately needs to get back to a winning culture. Just winning the game. Ugly, pretty, gritty, whatever you want to call it. Just win. Verse, interested to, to get your thoughts on the psychology part, how, how, how you think rules handle the team. And he laid it out there yesterday quite a bit with the, the, the scar tissue, for lack of a better term, with the, the, the coverage and attention Nebraska football has gotten for a number of years. It's just been a different era uh, from a result standpoint with that attention. The, the eyeballs have always been there. The voices in the grandstands have always been there. But now you have technology a part of it. And, you know, what's your reaction to, to players maybe hurt a bit by criticism? Here's the deal. If, if you're to this day, okay, to this day, there's two pieces of information that I've taken in my life that, that have helped me a ton. My good buddy, Seth Regan, his father, Dennis, may he rest in peace, said, newspapers are written for a reason, to sell. Okay? So, so they're going to do things in there that are going to try to generate revenue. they they got to generate, in today's era, it's clicks. Right? It's nothing against people that write. They have a job to do. They like doing their job. And then another guy, Tom Osborne, said, don't read the paper. So I haven't <laughs> read the paper since college. So I, I don't read them. So if, if you're a player and you're worried about that stuff, then, then you have other insecurities you need to, you need to handle. Right? People are going to criticize you your whole life. I had a guy in here the other day criticize me. He said I thought I was in a bad mood. I said, buddy, Right now, I'm trying to just, I'm like a duck. Like internally, everything is going every other direction, but I apologize if I walked away from your table too soon. But I got two toilets backing up. I got a machine that just broke. And now my air conditioner doesn't know if it wants to be on heat or cold. So it's it's freaking out literally right now. Like this whole thing could internally combust, but I'm trying to keep it together. Let him be mad at me. I said, yep, you're right. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible human being. I got it. I, I get it. So just developing that thick skin where you don't really care what people think is, is probably the, one of the more invaluable things that, that I've developed over my life is just there's certain times where you can be mad at me. I just don't care. You can think I suck at what I do. I, I don't care. And then I know what I am. I know the people that I value in my life, what they think of what I do, and then just go from there. Matt Verzel's with us. Catch him, of course. Uh, Husker Hangover on Sunday mornings at Husker Hangover. Can follow that on Twitter. Paisan's Pizzeria at Verse 51 on Twitter. Big Red wrap-up tonight along with Mike Babcock. A couple more minutes with uh, Matt Verzel. Verz, Do I get Babs tonight? You get Babs tonight, man. Nice. Nice. Babbers is going to rock the sport coat, and he's going to be smiling, and uh, I can't wait to watch both you guys. Are there any rules in that thing? Like you have to wear a dress shirt? You know, I don't, brother. I've not ever been, so you're gonna I'm have throwing, to. I'm throwing a curveball tonight. We're gonna have some fun. Oh, are, you, are we going tanked? What are we doing here? What are we? What? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not McAfee. I can't rock the tank top. I'm. I'm far too. I'm far too Slovak to wear 
to wear tank tops. There's too much, too much body hair involved there. Um, I'll probably, I'll, I'll have a jacket on, but okay. under the jacket might be a little different than everybody's used to. I love it. Uh, would it surprise you if a guy like Makovica would roll up in a tank top on, on TV? No, but he would probably tuck that into us. Like, you know, most of us like wear a tank top, you let it lay loose. Mm-hmm. Joel will tuck every shirt ever made in. Like, t-shirt tucked into gym shorts. No, he, he was that no, guy? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. Did you ever have a talk with him about it? <laughs> no, he doesn't care. <laughs> that may be what I learned not to care from. Joel, the only person Joel, the opinion Joel cares about is Joel. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. So I want to talk. I Joel just turned 50 the other day. Did he? Ooh, I'm going to have to text him. Yeah, he's old. Man, 5-0. I'm, I'm a ways no, there. He's not, he's not 50. He's only like 40. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep this this live, vicious rumor going. Well, if you see Magavica, oh, uh, if you see Magavica, get him an ice cream cake, but make sure there's just the, the big 5-0 candle versus all 50 because it'll melt the cake verse. There you go. So, teammate, and, and I appreciate hearing about Jeff Sims and, and how he continues to, to battle, and Harburg's been a guy who stepped in and, and continues to grow in confidence. Two guys that you are really close with and are close with, Tommy Frazier, Brooke Beringer. I want to ask you about uh, just Brooke and how he handled his role after having a, a starring role. What what did you, what do you remember about that with, with him? And, and of course, as close with uh, Tommy as you are, uh, a guy that was the ultimate competitor. Yeah, it, it was, man, to, to think back on it now, you were watching like two alpha competitors, both wanted to be the man at, at, at the time was the predominant university to be the man at. And, to watch him handle it, you know, to, to see how to handle things like a grown man should. And the communication that went on with the coaches and, and all that kind of stuff, it was cool. Like, yeah, like it was, you look back now and, you know, they, they were, you get done, there were rumblings behind the scenes and words were said and on both sides. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they were both able to put that away and say, okay, when I'm in there, I'm going to do the best for the other 119 guys on this team because that's what I have to do. I can't question things that are made, decisions that are said, all this kind of stuff. I just have to go, 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 go do what I'm here for and play the game, play it better than anybody that's been here. And they both did it, and it was super cool, and they both did it in their own way. Um, and it was you know, to watch the team. Cause they're, they're, you're, you're on a tipping point there. If it goes bad or somebody handles that very immaturely and say, you know, the team sides with one guy and doesn't side with the other, well, now you got a full-on debacle. Mm-hmm. And the coaches, the psychology that the coaches used in it, that the players used in it, like, it was really cool, high-level stuff that you don't appreciate till you get old. Mm-hmm. You look back like, man, I'm glad I did not have to deal with that situation. More minutes with us here, Matt Verzel, Hale Varsity Radio. We'll have a little bit more time for Verz on the other side. We'll hear from Matt Rule in his latest rousing locker room speech against Illinois pregame and how it came to fruition. But more with 
Matt Verzel. Love talking ball with him. Reminder for you to get buckled up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Behind the scenes from Matt Rule coming up. Behind the scenes from Dion. How did that go for the old buffs after the Stanford debacle? As uh, that video is out, Steven chimes in. He's been home since the beginning of hour two. He wants to see some deep verts from Coleman on Saturday. Take the top off. Also wants to see Teddy at left tackle. We shall see. Um, And uh, Walter again says the goal for next year's O-line get nominated for the Joe Moore Award. That's a tall task. I I love the uh, optimism from Walter. Moore from Verz. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Verz talked with Coach McBride. We do every Monday. And Charlie was with Tomich at, at Illinois, and uh, that was a win. So Charlie made sure that, that we know that he was going to be with T.O., on Saturday in, in T.O.'s box, and he Charlie is worried about his behavior. He's like, well, I got to be nice. I'm watching the game with Tom. Uh, is there a – is there a, I've heard a lot of Charlie stories, but I, I haven't heard a Charlie story from you. Is there one that, that is burned into your memory? Oh, yeah. So when I was a red shirt freshman, uh, you know, you're a scout team guy, and I was the only center – but they always wanted to run two practice groups. So I would run one play, I'd run back, get another play, and I'd just, the whole practice, I just ran around. And Coach McBride was awesome. You know, he'd say, hey, thank you, you know, know that sucks, da 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 There's one day where we're, it's a Thursday practice, we're not even in pads. Like, we're in sweatpants. And sitting there, and I got Meathead Raymakers and Meathead Prella <laughs> across the line from me, and we're doing... Goal line, like we're at the two yard line, and they want to run scenarios. Well, I hear across the line of scrimmage is this, and I'm like, oh no. Now, as a scout team center, I know if I move that football at all, they are going to tee off on me. Like, they are going to hit me so hard, it's going to hurt for weeks. So they begin to spit loogies on my hand, thinking, that I'm going to drop the ball, and then they can tee off, ha ha funny. And so <laughs> we, we, we run the play, I don't move my hand, they're, now they're really there. So I go back to our huddle, and McBride goes, do you want to get him to stop that? And I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. And he reached in, and he grabs a little tin of Copenhagen, and he goes, here you go. And I was like, you want me to spit back at them? And he goes, do what you got to do. So I go, look at these two raging psychopaths. Now, at the time, before Doc Panison fixed my teeth, I had this little gap in my teeth, in my two front teeth, so I could stream water out, no problem. So I take a dip, and I start rubbing my lip just to get it all juiced up and get over the ball, and they're doing their thing, spit on my hand again, and they're just laughing, and I look up, and I just kind of smile. And this is, you know, we're doing the hut, 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 and they shift around, hut, 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 and... <laughs> And then I said some bad words that I won't say on your air. And through my teeth, I just spit <laughs> a ray of chewing tobacco laser. Like, I just 
closed it right in front of their faces. And they, I mean, it did not go well for me. But I got back up after I scraped myself off the ground, and I looked back, and McBride is just doubled over laughing because they have jumped outside and they have broken the rule. Now they have punishment, but that was that was so. He was he's great. He's a great guy. I'm glad he got to hang. Out. I think. Uh, Nate Turner, the burner was there with him, yeah. and uh, Toby, Toby as well. Yeah, Toby Wright, and I, I got to go back to the Superman stream, though. Did they have to run stairs and then come seek and destroy, or? It was just a walk-through day. They didn't have to do stadiums. Okay. They had to do, like, maybe sit-ups or up-downs or something. I don't remember. Hey, once, once it got done, and I was out. I wasn't going to stand there and laugh at them. They got long memories, them two. They, they will remember. Yeah, put it this way. I went to Terry Keneally's beautiful wife, Lisa, had a 50th, Terry's 50th. I think their 25th anniversary, we catered the part from Paisan. Mm. It's like Rainmakers and, and Stinky Peterson and Pastor Field and, and it, the whole crew is out there. So I see Kev, I haven't seen Kev in, in 20 some odd years. He walks up and I'm kind of got my arms out, we're going to bro hug it out. He nut tapped me. And he said, that's for spitting chew in my eye. My God. So. <laughs> Elephant memory, brother. <laughs> Jeez. So I'm guessing, yeah, they, I'll get it again. Don't, don't, you, don't you fret. I will get it every time I see him. Well, uh, and that's, that's cool. Uncle Charlie shared the, the cope with you, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, too. Not that long cut crap. It was a real deal. <laughs> I bet. Verz, we'll see you soon, bud. Always love catching up. Thanks for a few minutes today. All right, boys. Be good.